Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If the majority of wrestling fans had it their way, you can bet that each and every one of the following frustrating, uninspired, and all kinds of dumb tropes would be permanently terminated from the business altogether after watching this very list. So with that in mind, I am Gareth, this is What Culture Wrestling, and here are 10 dreadful wrestling tropes that need to die. Number 10, kick out at 2.999 after a move that never works. Not all desperate kickouts are equal. For every jaw-dropping, seemingly impossible explosion of energy from an almost certainly finished person right as victory was slipping away, there's sadly a far more common visual of a wrestler fully believing they've sealed a win with a move, only for their adversary to inevitably escape defeat late on. The likes of Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins with their Blue Thunderbomb and Falcon Arrow combo respectively have been the most notable offenders over the years. If these stars simply accepted that the move in question was never going to get the job done, folks could probably forgive the odd instinctive pin attempt, but the fact these workers continually slap the most art official shocked face imaginable on their foolish mugs in the aftermath has turned this one into a hugely annoying wrestling trope. What is your favourite signature move? Let me know in the comment section right down below. Number 9. The You People Rant One Week After Turning Heel One thing seems to be frustratingly certain in the wake of just about every babyface's decision to turn their back on the life of a good guy or gal. That sudden attitude adjustment will be swiftly followed by a monologue blasting all of you people in attendance and watching around the world. Take Jungle Boy Jack Perry's first real heel moment on the mic earlier this year, for example. Just a few days after finally snapping at Forbidden Door and turning on his pal, Hook, the AEW pillar had swiftly shifted from slightly frustrated underdog face to a completely irritating and trope-stuffed villain. The entire thing felt like a parody more than a game-changing character shift. Perry isn't alone, of course. This sort of unoriginal targeting of the audience and tropey post-turn promo has become the stale norm nowadays. Number 8. A Dive to the Outside means a commercial is coming your way. What's the easiest way to tell if a two-minute chunk of fast food marketing is heading your way mid-wrestling show? Why your favourite in-ring workers opting to chuck their bodies outside of the squared circle, of course. More often than not leads to an advertisement or two pulling you away from the action. Hell, this particular trope has become so terribly predictable, fans even find themselves feeling a little uneasy when a tope doesn't force their experience into a tiny square for a few minutes on pay-per-view. Would it be so bizarre to simply 
simply hot to a Burger King advert seconds after a performer just about survives being choke slammed right down to hell? Well, apparently so. Number seven, I have hit you with this weapon. Now we must have a match with this weapon. You didn't need this list to tell you that the wonderful world of professional wrestling isn't half a silly one at the best of times. And the way many a vicious stipulation encounter has found itself being booked on an incoming pay-per-view or PLE. Just look at this year's double or nothing pay-per-view. Right before a surprising ladder match between himself and the despicable Christian Cage was made official for the May 28th show, you'll never guess what big bad Wardlow was randomly battered with on Dynamite. It was painfully obvious where all this was going before the then TNT champion opted to challenge the patriarch of AEW to the stipped-up pay-per-view war. The fact weapons-based contests are still occasionally being set up in this non-exactly creative way in 2023 is unquestionably disappointing. Number 6. The Royal Rumble Season Top Rope Nonsense Royal Rumble season is right around the corner, and you know what that means. Just about every single person who isn't involved in a title match at that January PLE is about to be spending a month attempting to avoid being tossed over the top rope. Why? Well, because Michael Cole and Corey Graves need to be able to remind fans who have been loyally watching the product for a decade or so exactly what the rules of the incoming Royal Rumble contests are, silly. Even if you are tuning into WWE programming for the very first time right now, there's a solid chance you'll be able to figure out what said routinely gripping bout involves by simply watching one of the many Rumble highlight packages online. But no, that is simply not enough, folks. You must watch people fly over the top rope for five to six weeks. Number five, distraction roll-ups. WWE don't half love the sight of distracted performers being rolled up out of nowhere. The idea behind the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, distraction combo, salute to the mighty Simon Miller, is that this annoying trope of a finish protects both of the individuals involved. In theory, the winner comes away with an all-important victory, and loser is given a justification for failing to defeat their foe. In reality, though, this cheap conclusion does little to nothing for anyone, and pretty much renders the entire bout as pointless. If nobody really wins cleanly or in a way that properly helps their character grow slash get more over with a the crowd, then surely everyone just loses, right? Number 4. Cheap City Reference Heel Slash Babyface Pops Taking a quick look at the name of the town slash city on the schedule that week, picking one of their many sports teams, before then either crapping on or celebrating said foot basket baseball squad. The cheap saluting or blasting of whatever country or city a performer finds themselves performing in will never not be dull to just watch anywhere else. Now sure, there's the odd sensational exception. Elias and Kevin Owens' outrageously loud Seattle bashing segment remains iconic. But there have been far more examples of wrestlers chucking out deeply unimaginative compliments and criticisms at the place they're standing in over the years. Number three, two enemies are tagging, but can they coexist? For every MJF and Adam Cole or Salt of the Earth and Samoa Joe example of enemies being forced to coexist in a tag environment and making it work, there has still been the odd frustrating time when the likes of WWE and AEW have opted to chuck enemies into a unit together just for the pair to inevitably turn on each other at some point in the mayhem. Coming into this year's WrestleMania, WWE stupidly opted to have two of their best workers in the women's division just bicker a little in a tag bout before Asuka obviously targeted her partner, Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair, before the biggest PLE of the year. No epic or unexpected story, just two talented women who couldn't get along before a Mania contest. Put simply, despite the occasional coexisting hit, most would be happy to see this done-to-death trope super kicked out of the business entirely heading into 2024. Number two, powering through the goon gauntlet to get to the heel leader. Both the world of sports entertainment and the elite alternative have often become obsessed with chucking their babyfaces into grueling battles, which see them having to overcome a number of the heel's pals in 
order to get their hands on a glorious opportunity, either to face their bitter enemy or challenge for a strap. The concept was strong for a time, but after watching what feels like 300 of them in different shapes and sizes go down on AEW TV in particular over the last few years, it's safe to say the majority of All Elite lovers would prefer it if the fighting through Jericho Appreciation Societies in one night was stripped away from the modern wrestling product. WWE seems to have a habit of booking this sort of predictable road to a champion or top villain too, with the likes of Gunter and Roman Reigns often making their enemies battle against their Imperium or Bloodline allies before they can share the ring with real greatness. Number 1. Mid-Match Monologuing Largely inspired by the Tribal Chief's insistence on creating magical cinema with all of the people sitting around his table. Initially, Roman Reigns leaning into the drama via verbal assault on the likes of Jey Uso and Kevin Owens during the Thunderdome era wasn't actually all that terrible. However, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion opting to stick two cutting promos during an intense battle when live fans returned led to many more taking a page out of Reigns' script. Seth Rollins is another who simply cannot resist throwing in some additional exposition, reminding Shinsuke Nakamura that he brought his family into their feud and telling those watching at home the risks he takes bumping on a battered back. They know Seth the entire program told them for weeks, but why bother telling that story through masterful selling and the layout of a contest when you can just spell it out to those silly fans via excruciating monologuing instead, eh? I've been Gareth from What Culture Wrestling. Thank you, as always, for watching this video today. Hopefully, we'll see you again rather soon, but in the meantime, just be good to yourself. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.